I'm Stacy Gross, and this is Two Moms Day Drinking. Destiny Greenwald is the mother to four children under the age of 10. She's also employed full-time, working an average of 40 to 50 hours per week. And her schedule is variable, meaning that many of the days Destiny is at work are days you would probably have off. In this episode, Destiny talks about striking a balance between work and home when there often isn't a lot of comfort to be found in either place. When did you have your first child? Uh, eight years ago. Eight years. Did you always know you wanted to have kids? I did not want to have kids You didn't? At all. Why? Why did you not want to? Because I, as a kid, as a young woman, didn't either. I didn't want to have kids because I wanted to travel, kind of live my own life, I kind of tie you down everywhere. Yeah, I was the same way. I kind of <laughs> just wanted to be, I don't know, I just never felt like I had the skills to be a good mom, you know? I get that a lot. Yeah. I still struggle with that. I can't remember what all their ages are. Are they pretty close? Eight, six, five, and two. I love them all. Yeah, They're all very they, different. They are very different <laughs> and very challenging. Yeah, the girls are night and day. Even twins, you know, it doesn't matter. They're they're night and day, two very different people. Did you always assume that you were going to be working? I did. I mean, I do enjoy working because it's kind of like my time out of the Mm -hmm. house. But I kind of wish I would have gotten the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. even if it was just for a little bit, because I feel like I miss out on so much that the kids do. Uh, Christmas parties and stuff like that, like I'm always working and there's so many kids that even if I have the opportunity to go to one place I can't be in four places at once and finding babysitters is so difficult what nobody babysits anymore no they don't and to find somebody you actually trust to be around your kids that your kids actually like and who are in close proximity or able to come to your house versus taking them 10 million places because loading four kids up in a car and my schedule constantly changes i don't work the same days and have the same days off or i don't work the same hours and have the same hours yeah off that makes it so hard too to plan i remember um before i worked at the paper that was the first time that i really had a set you know regular schedule and it was such a weird adjustment but it was so great Mm -hmm. it's really hard to plan things and to you know Right. I get my schedule a month ahead of time and it's still in flux. Mm-hmm. Like I can have my schedule a month ahead of time, but something changes and somebody needs another day off and then everything is switched or a medical issue comes up and everything's in flux. Mm-hmm. That makes it very difficult not being on a schedule. And then you can't get the kids on a schedule. Oh, that's awful too, because mine, if they are not on like a regular, like routine schedule, it can get mad it can get crazy were you ever home with them right after they were born uh the longest i was home was four weeks some i mean some of the other um countries that have family leave and it's for men too you know yeah for at least 12 weeks and Mm -hmm. sometimes longer the longest i was out was when i had my emergency c-section with scarlet i was out for four weeks Uh other than that i went back Two weeks after having Zoe, two weeks after having Lenara, uh, four weeks after having Scarlett, and two weeks after having Xavier, which Xavier was also another C-section. Yeah. So you didn't have, I mean, you weren't a couple weeks here, a few weeks there. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't really get to the taste of the stay-at-home mom lifestyle? 
Not what do you imagine it to be like? A schedule. Yeah. Organization. Yeah. Not constantly uh, playing catch up on your day off. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to be able to be like, oh, this is our plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a sick kid. I don't have to call work and take off and plan another babysitter. Calling people at 5 o'clock in the morning when your kid's throwing up so you can make it to work is not an easy task. Yeah. If anybody even picks up. Right. <laughs> I got fortunate in that I had, you know, two grandmas who really could take things over. But, I mean. It's very, very difficult. Because my mom lives in Sugar Grove. Mm-hmm. So, even if even <laughs> if she wanted to, it's still a 30 to 40 minute drive, depending on the weather. And mm-hmm. still have to make it to work. Mm-hmm. And Do your kids ask about you working? Like, do they? They do. Do they? All the time. Especially, like, um, if there's a snow day. Mm-hmm. Or if they have some big event at school, like mm-hmm. their Christmas party or Halloween party. Mm-hmm. They ask, Mommy, can you come? And it's like, I really can't. I'm on the schedule, honey. Yeah. Mommy can't just take time off of work. Because then, like, living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. it's yeah. one of those things. You miss one day. It's like, what bill are you not paying this month? Especially with kids. Mm-hmm. And I have my son in daycare right now, and that's 135 bucks a week. Yeah, daycare is crazy. Well, but I mean, it's not crazy because of what they do. Like, I wouldn't want that job. They deserve every penny of it, but I don't know how a lot of people can do it. He learns so much stuff from daycare. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I love that he has a place he can go before going to Head Start. But even Head Start hours are insane. How can you work between the hours of, like, nine and one and make a living off of that? And and somebody has to be there to get them on the bus and off the bus. So it's... Yeah, I remember when the girls were in Head Start. It was... Um, my mom would go in the middle of the day to take them to daycare in North Warren because I didn't get out of work for another couple hours. And so when Head Start ended, they needed somewhere to go, so... You know, mm-hmm. that was time out of her day. She had to go meet them at the school and take them up to daycare. And How, you work full-time? I do. I work, have been working anywhere from 40 to, like, 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. What's your typical schedule like in a day? Well, it depends on what kind of day it is. Some days I have to wake up and be up and start getting ready at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work. And those are the days that I open the store and I have to be there by 4.30 so then on those days I just work, I get out of work at 1.30. Um, if my husband can pick me up from work, then that's awesome. If not, I have to walk home to Clarendon. To Clarendon? Like mm-hmm. from downtown Warren? Yep. How many miles is that? That is about four miles. About four miles. About four miles that I end up walking. Just so that I can be home from work or get to work. Yeah. And you gotta do what you gotta do. So that's like an extra hour to an hour and a half, depending on how fast you walk and right. how dickish people wanna be. <laughs> what kinds of stuff do you run into on the road from people? Like nobody letting you cross. Mm. People who purposely try to hit puddles to splash you with water. People do that? People do that. Yeah, I didn't believe it when people would tell me that other people would purposely try to splash water on them until it actually happened to me and then you end up having to walk the rest of your walk home 
yeah. being soaked in water. Hopefully not on your way to work when that happens. Uh, there's surprisingly not very, like, there's more people out than I thought there would be at that time of morning, but there's not that many people out. Yeah. Walking to and walking that early in the day is a lot easier than walking in the afternoon. Yeah. I'd be scared, like, at night or really early in the morning when it's dark. Well, like... there was one time I walked home from clothes. It was, you know, midnight, mm-hmm. little after, walking home past all the bars in Warren. Mm-hmm. That got pretty scary. Did, I, did you encounter a lot of people? There was a lot of drunken people out in front of the bars. Luckily, most everybody left me alone. I had my phone in my hand and my keys in my other hand. Yeah. But it got, it gets really scary, especially because every day, not every day, but a lot of times you look in the paper and it's, this happened at this bar, mm-hmm. this happened at that bar. Well, those bars are what I cross on my way home. Yeah. All it takes is for one person to get it in their head to do something yeah. crazy and my my purse is a duffel bag, so yeah. <laughs> pack it with bricks. <laughs> I it, it feels like that between all the kids and stuff, carrying yeah. four different kids' materials and yeah. yeah. Being a mom is not <laughs> easy. It is not easy. It doesn't matter what kind of resources you have either. It doesn't okay. make it easy. It doesn't. You could have a live-in nanny and it still wouldn't be easy. Right. Because for me, it's more the emotional stuff than the physical or the financial stuff. It's the stuff that I worry about that there's no tangible, mm-hmm. you know, solution to. There's so many things that can go wrong. And I, it, more than that, though, I think I tend to get snagged on things that have already happened that I could have handled differently. Yeah. That's where I tend to get hung up. Yeah. Like yelling and being like, oh, yeah, shouldn't have yelled. Right. But you're so stressed because yeah. every part of your life is requiring so much attention. Mm-hmm. And the workforce doesn't care about that. No. If you're not feeling like you're draining yourself from working at a place that, honestly, a lot of these places would replace us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In, in like a second. If no, we weren't no second there. thought. Yeah. And, uh, but your family, your family can't replace you. Right. And feeling like you're failing them because you have to work to provide for everything. I mean, milk is over $4 a gallon. I go up to Lakewood. Whenever I'm in Lakewood, I'll stop and get a gallon of milk because it's like two bucks. Right. Their taxes are so different. Everything is so different state to state. But in PA, so you think somebody who's making minimum wage is working over half an hour to buy one gallon of milk. Yep. It's outrageous. And what you bring home is a joke, you know. I definitely feel like what I did last week is worth more than six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if to them it's like nothing. Yeah. I mean when you take your taxes out, um, you take out grocery money, rent money, mm-hmm. I mean, there is nothing left if there's even enough. If there's enough, you're blessed, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If there's enough to cover everything. But if you if there's just that little bit not enough, you're constantly playing catch up. There is no yeah, there's no catching up to it. Mm-hmm. That or it's like okay, well after I get the kids all food for the week, mm-hmm. well I guess I'm just gonna have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. for the next two weeks. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. Like moms don't ever get that time away to do anything, right? Because one. 
you don't have the money to pay for childcare, to pay for a babysitter. There are no babysitters anymore. (laughs) It's insane. You have no money left over from the week to even go out and do anything if you wanted. And then I think that's almost more depressing. Like I couldn't even do anything if I could find the time. And if I could afford a sitter, I couldn't even afford to go do anything. Exactly. It's pay for one or pay for the other. Mm -hmm. So it, it does get really depressing, especially, especially when you're wearing yourself out in all these different areas and you have no you time. Yeah. And then what's left? How do you provide for everyone else emotionally when you've got nothing left? Exactly. I spend a lot of time crying in my shower over yeah. that. So by the time I get home, let's say it's four o'clock, it's get my son from daycare, start dinner, do homework, mm-hmm. baths, and then it's bed. Yeah. And then you're up till late hours of the night, making sure dishes are done, laundry is done, everything is folded, run the sweeper, pack lunches for tomorrow, get everything set in the book bags. By the time you even go to sleep, it's after 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Then you got to get up early and start it all over again because kids don't get themselves ready. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. I I stay up too late and I don't even do the things that – and my house gets out of control. But it's like I need that time so much that I'm willing to stay up too late and do non-efficient things just for my own self-care. But then I'm just creating more work for myself too. You know what right. I mean? Right. And then the depression sits in. Mm-hmm. And it's a never-ending cycle, and there's, even if you have people there to help you, there's not enough help. Right. Because it's not necessarily the right kind of help. That's a really good point. Like, people, there's always people who say, well, you can call me. I would help you if you would just ask, but the way that you need to be helped is not what they're willing to do. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you need that self-care, but nobody can provide that self-care for you. Right. But a lot of people who might be willing to help if you had to go to work may not be willing to help with childcare if you just need a mental health day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get the same kind of help if you're not doing something productive, it feels like. Or what they consider productive. Exactly. Because yeah. there's such a stigma on mental health to mm-hmm. begin with. They, mm-hmm. they just expect you to be able to do it right. and handle it. When in reality, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Look at the 1950s, 1960s. There were some women in the workforce, but a majority of them stayed home. Mm-hmm. And if they needed that time, they would go out. Mm-hmm. Husbands would stay at home. Other moms over. would come over uh, with yeah. their kids and there would be play dates, but the kids would play. They, they, they didn't they need play. to be entertained. Right. And then the moms would sit and drink wine yeah. and, you know, catch up or do other things. And there was so much more community support or women supporting women than there is now because now it's like everybody fend for yourself it's a free-for-all yeah because nobody has the time and there's always that battle of working moms they stay at home moms do nothing and stay at home moms are all like well how could you give that up with your kid it's not a matter of wanting to it's what needs to be done yeah you have to work in order to support them Mm-hmm. Well, why have kids if you can't support them? It's not necessarily you couldn't at that time, but things happen over the years. So much has changed in the economy just over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the situation that you signed on for 10 years ago may not be the situation you find yourself in at the beginning of 2020, you know? Exactly. So now you're making other decisions and trying to fix what has become a problem that you couldn't really have anticipated. Exactly. You can't ever anticipate health problems, financial burdens, the economy collapsing. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's just a lot that's different. And if women aren't supporting women in the workforce at our home, mm-hmm. you really lose all stability. Right. Well, and women going into the workforce now have this added layer of um, competition because now it's not just the, the social or the cultural things that we judge each other for. Now we're in stiff competition for a number of positions or the type of positions that we need that work for us. And we have to work harder than men sometimes to get something that's helpful for us or something that we need at work. Um, but we have to fight off other women to do it too. Yeah. And it just creates this whole cattiness and not to mention most of our bosses are all men mm-hmm. and they don't understand half of everything that goes through, whether it's just even like the time of the month for women and needing to take a couple extra bathroom trips yeah. and you lack in productivity. Like I don't understand how those women do it in factories. Yeah. Especially like during all of that or pregnant or breastfeeding needing time off the floor or you you have to act like you're not a woman in order to Mm -hmm. get a title yep you have to give away a lot of your role a lot of your femininity a lot of your um, just identity as a woman to function as an employee yeah yeah and if you don't wear makeup to work they at the same time they they want all of the stereotypes and they want all of the little elements that are pleasant, but they want you to not act like a woman exactly, or think like a woman. You mm-hmm. have to think like a man, but you have to look like a woman, mm-hmm. but you have to be as productive as a man. And if you don't look like a woman and you try to go to do something, it's, are you feeling okay? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Are you going to be up to par today? Well, why do you not look the way I like you to look? <laughs> right. And that's a big problem. Yeah. Men, I don't think men realize. I don't think that they're fully aware when they're getting ready in the morning. It's a pretty straightforward affair. And um, it, for women, there's a lot more involved. And it's not, they say it's optional. It's, it's not optional. It's not. Not if you want the positions that come with the money. Yeah. Especially because if you don't look like a poster, if you don't look like what Hollywood is telling everybody women need to look like, you have to fight 10 times harder to just even get noticed. Right. But if you come in there all dolled up and looking like a woman mm-hmm. without acting like one or thinking like one, you move straight to the top, whether your work ambition is that up to par to you somebody a, who... Yeah, you could be a mediocre employee, but you look really mm-hmm. nice doing it, so... Right, so they move you straight up, but somebody who doesn't have the extra hour, hour and a half to look like a dolled up Hollywood woman. Right. They, and they work really hard and they, you know, do a lot of production or uh, are really good at their job. Don't even get the time of day to even be considered for higher paying positions in the company. Right. It's because it's how you look. It's not how you work. It's how you look. Yeah. It'll, it, it, there's so much of that and people don't really acknowledge it. No, um, they rather just uh, overlook the whole thing because it's uncomfortable for people to talk about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you expect women to still be able to put dinner on the table and hit the gym at the same time. Oh, right. Yeah, you should still be able to go. Why can't you take care of it? Why are you letting yourself go? Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. That, that's I'm not thing. letting myself go. You've taken all of me. <laughs> You've taken it all. It wasn't given. 
Right. And and that's the thing. There's so much uh, stereotypical bounce back for after having a baby. Mm-hmm. And so even if you take four to eight or even 12 or six months off mm-hmm. and you haven't lost all that baby weight like that, it's like, mm-hmm. because I don't look like what I once did, I still think like I once did. I can still right. do the job the same way, but yeah. The work, the workplace for women is a, just such a very different experience in so many little subtle ways, you know, but I don't know how to, I'm, I have not gotten good at playing a part. Like I, I enjoy my makeup now and I have time to do it. So I do all that, but it's because I like it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how to, um, really give into those expectations when they're not a part of my, you know, value system. Exactly. Like, I did my makeup today, but I had my day off of work. I'm not doing my makeup at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you can walk so, four yeah. miles into work. Right. So that, you know, people look at me and like what I – how I look does not determine how I do my job. Mm-hmm. And if you can't understand that, then that's your loss because I'm a pretty awesome person outside right. of working. Do you have a lot of – any trouble um... – at work or have you over the course of years like when did you start this job how long have you been at the job you're at now I have been at the job that I'm at now for 11 years 11 years and it has had a lot of ups and downs a lot and not even just from bosses or other co-workers but from guests too and not just the employees like I've had employees say different things to me and everything but just guests who come in are extremely rude like when I was uh pregnant with Lunara and I wasn't very big I only gained five pounds when I was pregnant with her because that's (laughs) well I was running around a lot and she was my smallest baby Mm. at just over six pounds so just a little peanut she was just a little peanut which is crazy because her and Scarlett are the same size now But when I was pregnant with her, so I wasn't very big, and I was only, like, six or seven months pregnant with her, and and I had one guy come through drive-thru who, he was extremely rude when he, because I had apparently looked at her, I did my makeup that day, and yelling about how he is supporting me and I need to figure out something else because I was too young to be having, this guy I didn't even know was wow. too young to be having a baby and that's what's wrong with the world and I need to get off of food stamps and all of that help and at that time like I was supporting myself I had my apartment mm-hmm. I had Zoe who I was taking care of like this wasn't my first child this was somebody I didn't even know yeah who was judging me while I was at my job openly openly to everybody did anybody hear him yeah, no, and the thing of it is, is nobody stepped in to say anything. I was going to say, did anybody stop and say, listen? Nope, nobody stopped to say anything. It was just like it was okay because we are here to serve. And and that's a big part of the problem is if it was a man mm-hmm. saying it to another man, mm-hmm. somebody would have stepped in. But when it's a woman, it's like it's your job to just handle things. Well, we didn't know what to do. Right. We, you know? Yeah. We didn't know if you had it yourself or if we should step in. Like, 
Granted, we're not all dainty little flowers, but it still would be nice to have somebody validate you. And they're in the middle of that experience where you're being completely like belittled. It would be nice to have somebody say, hey, wait a second. Right. And that's the thing. Like it's it pretty much seems like the only time you hear anything from any person at work is when they're judging your appearance Mm -hmm. when you're a woman. But if you're a man, it's. Based off of, oh, wow, that's really awesome. You got those numbers up. Mm-hmm. If you're a woman, it's like, wow, you look really nice today or you look like shit. Yeah. And, what's wrong? <laughs> right. What's wrong? And those aren't helpful in the workplace right. at all. It tells you nothing about your work. It tells you, like, even if you are having a bad day or feeling under the weather and you're still there, people are judging you for being there. Right. But they need you there. You can't take off. Right. We can't replace you today, but why are you here if you're in such a bad mood? Right, exactly. And there's no there's no give and take for women in the workforce. It's all take. It's all take. And when you're a mom and your kids don't understand that. Right. And they want and they take from you too. Like right. They need your attention. So going from one place being physically exhausted to another place being physically exhausted. Yeah. Even if somebody shows up and it's like, oh. Let's order pizza and you don't have to cook dinner. It's like crazy. But that's what we look forward to the most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God, there are days where I just can't do anything. I pick them up at 6. They go to school. I get out at 4.30 and I did put them in after school because that gives me from 4.30 to 6 if I need to run to the store, if I need to come home and like I have the coal furnace stuff, if the furnace has gone out. Then I have that time to restart the furnace, you know? Um just little things and and they don't they don't understand why they have to go for so long but I need that time. I really yeah. need that time. Everything is hard. I take them to the store and it's like they they're like when you walk in the store and there's those vents for like either air conditioning or heat. I swear to god it just blows satan like <laughs> into their bodies as we walk in the store and then I have to deal with that for the rest of the afternoon, you know? Yeah. Mommy, why couldn't we get the cookies? Mm-hmm. A June turned around and looked at me the other day and goes, what do you even spend your money on? I told her no to something, a Kinder Joy or some kind of candy or something. And she turned around and looked at me and goes, what do you even spend your money on? I go, you know, the full tank of gas and the full tummy in your belly? That's what I spend my money on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they don't understand and you're not making enough even though you're putting in all this work and... You're lucky if you have enough money to buy a candy bar at the end of getting groceries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just add that on top of kids. It's just... There is nothing left for yourself. What kinds of things have you found or have you maybe you haven't? I don't know. But have you found anything that kind of replaces that or that, where you're able to do self-care or you're able to do something for yourself? Uh, not very often, if ever. Like, a lot of the times, my shower time... I stand in there for 15 minutes just so I can cry or listen to music on my Bluetooth speaker. Right. Or uh, I used to paint all the time. Like, I used to find that really relaxing. But then between not having enough time anymore, Mm -hmm. there's just nothing left. There's not really money to go buy canvases and paints and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So... That's, I think, something that people don't understand. These things that, you know, I'll go for an appointment or something and they'll ask me, what are you doing for self-care? And I'm thinking, you don't even have the first idea. Like, uh, to to buy a new journal and a pack of pens, 
would be a luxury item for me mm-hmm. this month, you know? Right, exactly. And especially in winter when all the heating bills are oh, up. Oh, gosh, yeah. And just everything, your electric, your gas. Mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. All the holidays. Thanksgiving is not cheap. No. Nope. You know? And then Christmas, of course, isn't cheap. And then people wonder why you can't do gift exchanges with everybody. Oh, and it's like we only buy for the kids yeah. because... That's all we can do. Right. And we barely do. Like, I try to start my Christmas shopping in January and it takes me oh, all yeah. year. I'll hit. There was, I had a friend here yesterday helping me wrap and she's like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. And everything I realized as we were having this interaction, I realized almost everything I bought my kids for Christmas, I bought on a clearance aisle for about $5 at some point in the year. Uh, like, yeah. This has been months and months and I've just been storing it because if I don't do that. They wouldn't have a Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. Like something goes on sale, and it's like, oh, that's three bucks down the aisle. I always try to hit the clearance. Oh, every time, every store that I because you to. never know what's going to be there mm-hmm. for a decent price, right? Or garage sale sites oh, are really yeah. good at that. Yeah, I love or, estate sales and garage sales. And- right, and uh, every time the kids outgrow something, like I pass it off to friends and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, my one friend is giving us a little tiny ride-on four-wheeler toy for Xavier. Oh, yeah. But if I were to go buy that, oh, that's, like, three days' worth of work. And that's – it's so funny that you would say that because whenever I buy something major, I think to myself, this is how many hours did I work in order to purchase this? And that's the way I've come to think. Like, it changes how you even – it becomes a survival sort of yeah. situation that, that you live that way. And it's a lot of stress. I don't think people realize the amount of just stress hormones that are in your head all the time. Mm-hmm. And just, car insurance. Car oh insurance. Every time I do that, I'm like, well, this is me working for, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 11 days just to pay car insurance. Mm-hmm. Full, like, let's say, eight and a half, nine hour days. Yep. 10 or 11 of them just to pay car insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're expected to live and right. like support. And then on top day. of that, then you've got people who want to judge you for not being able to participate in like the American dream. Like you can't have your kids in the, the organized sports. You can't have your kids in gymnastics or do all the other little things that are supposed to be, you know, what you do as a parent. There's just not, there is nothing for any of that. No. You can't participate in the game that everyone else seems to be playing. And so uh, for me, and this is just me, I guess, but I feel like an outsider all the time, especially Mm -hmm. around other parents who can do those things. Right. Like uh, the kids had a Christmas concert. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't make the Christmas concert. Mm -hmm. Like they couldn't go to their Christmas concert because by the time I got out of work, even got the kids and would get ready the christmas concert would be half over and and then you have the kids who go to school and they're like well why couldn't you come Mm -hmm. and it just makes you feel like crap all the time and i try so hard to make sure that they're able to keep up with their classmates so like i have two girls they're in second grade i know a lot of the girls are going to be wearing those cute dresses Mm -hmm. but they're 20 bucks a piece 30 bucks a piece you know so where do you come up with that? And and it becomes the, for me it becomes a really guilty feeling if I don't. Right. And then you, and then trying to come up with it, you're cutting yourself shorter. Mm-hmm. And that just seems to be how it is. Yep. And and you have to make the sacrifices cuz you're their mom, but it leaves you feeling crappy if you do it and it leaves you feeling crappy if you don't. Exactly. 
And then people wonder, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you enjoying this magical, blessed time of the year? Right. Well, because there's nothing left. I'm used up. Or when people ask you, are you ready? I'm ready for it to be over. Does that count? I'm ready to eat the cookies and cry alone in my bathroom. Right. I don't know about you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Draw a nice uh, bubble bath that I've made with hand soap. Right. (laughs) Antibacterial (laughs) dial. Right. And, uh... Sit there, drink some wine, eat some cookies, and ball my eyes out. Because yeah. you look at everything under your tree and you're like, I just worked six months for this. Mm-hmm. This is six months of me working to yep. supply Christmas. Yep. And it's over. In, I mean, this, you can see what I have. I mean, that is, that is, I, I think, at least six months. And it looks like nothing. It looks uh, like ten presents. Yep. And it's, it's gone. Yep. And five minutes. And then you have the kids... Where's where's more? Am I getting anything else? Mm-hmm. And Is that it? Right. <laughs> and I have four of them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And you never doesn't... you never you try so hard to create that perfect Christmas moment and they're I... like, But I asked Santa for this and you're like, It was this tiny little thing. I got you the big thing on your list, but now you're gonna you know? Yeah. And they don't know any better. I'm I don't wanna sound like I'm judging them because they're seven. They don't you know, they are kids, but man, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to tolerate sometimes. It is because it's like, I just, I did all this for you. I ran short for months to supply this perfect moment because Mm -hmm. everybody else is. And if you didn't. Oh, if you didn't do that, you're the scum of the earth. If you you didn't make the effort, you couldn't make the effort. Right. And and everybody would judge you. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. just be at home. It'd be your kids' school. Yep. Facebook, friends, work. like Everybody is like, why didn't you do that? Right. Why? Why? Are you just that bad of a mom? Yeah. And and that's part of the reason. Like, I didn't want to have kids. It's just that feeling constantly. Yes. I, when I can remember being young, I mean, I had my kids at 20, I was 29 when I had them. I was almost 30. And um, I remember early in my adulthood looking at the mom hatefulness then, and then you didn't even have the social media right. or the accessibility to it that you have now. Mm-hmm. But it's in your face now all the time. Yeah. It's 10 times worse than when I thought I never want to have kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even if you don't know somebody, they can still message you. Yeah. Or comment. They'll or comment, comment on something that I've shared. Or if I share a picture and tag someone, then one of their friends will say something. And normally it's okay, but there are times where I'm like, wow, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's really inappropriate. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have said that. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And it just, it does. It constantly eats you alive. Because mm-hmm. either which way, whether you think you're making a decision for the better or if it's something you have to sacrifice, it leaves you feeling like crap. Yeah. And it, this this theme keeps coming up with all of the women I've talked to so far. And I think that it will continue because I think it's a major theme of motherhood that people don't acknowledge. Like the paradox of complete selflessness or the selfishness that you have to have to be healthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How do you strike a balance between those two? And so far I haven't, the only way that I've found to do it is to completely erase everything else from my mind, everyone else and what mm-hmm. they would think, but that's almost impossible to do 99% of the time. Especially now, like you said, with social media always mm-hmm. being in your face and people sharing all these cute little ideas. Mm-hmm. And it really is difficult because you, you can't, 
have it both ways all the time. It's either going to be leaning towards one way or the other. Yeah. And if you have to be selfish to get time for yourself, Mm -hmm. you better be prepared for the whole whirlwind of hate comments or whirlwind of people talking about you behind your back, making your life 10 times harder. Yep. Because to be a mom, and, and it's really weird because dads don't face this. It's true. It's true. Dads, if they do even the minorest, like the tiniest little thing, right? It's it's, it's like, like watch the kids for an hour so I can go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be like, "Oh, you you babysat your kids? It's That's not awesome. babysitting. It's, you're the dad. You're it's the parenting, parent. right? You or I love this when uh, when my husband does dishes or cooks dinner because I I can't I can't function i've had like a horrible day and i'm sitting on the couch openly crying in front of everybody which i try not to do right because that just the kids make you feel so guilty for seeing your tears but they'll be like oh you helped your wife (gasps) yay right yay (laughs) and a head nod but it's it's not helping yeah it's it's participating as a member in the home which you signed up to do right when you chose to be there Exactly, but men get all these compliments, and it could be like, well, you yourself just cooked seven nice worth of dinners, but not one per. But somebody will say, oh, well, it looks like your grilled cheese was a little burned. Yeah, I don't like this. Right, but it's it's you get no acknowledgement Mm -hmm. for everything you have to do, but a man, on the other hand, does. Yeah. And they have to do a fraction of what you're expected to do just as a baseline. But right. they get the full, like, trumpets and right. confetti. And, and dinner could be cereal. You poured cereal in a bowl for a kid and put some milk in it. And yeah. you made dinner. That, that's you such so a great job. Yeah. Right. And meanwhile, you could cook the entire Thanksgiving dinner. And clean up afterwards. And clean up afterwards and not even sit there with the family to eat it because you have to constantly keep doing Mom, stuff. Mom, I need a drink. Mom, I need a fork. Mom, I need a napkin. Like. Yeah. And I didn't want a fork for my mashed oh potatoes. God. I wanted a spoon. That drives me out of my or, mind. This spoon's not the right color. That is a good way to turn me into Samuel L. Jackson real quick. <laughs> and my kids know it too. They're like, mm, like one of them will be like, Mom, I wanted a and the other one will look at them and they'll be like never mind never mind i'm good <laughs> right and and that's the thing like by the time you even get to eat it's cold mm-hmm. and everybody just acts like it was your job in the first place what are you so upset why are you always so pissy right <laughs> right don't you ever know how to smile why oh. don't you smile more often you'd be so much prettier if you smiled every now and then right like, knock your teeth out and then you can smile <laughs> right like Oh, that irks me, though. Yeah. Why aren't you ever happy? Why don't you smile more? Why do you seem so stressed? It's a nice time of year. Yeah. It, it might be nice for you. Right. It's not so nice for me. Yeah. On top of, you know, financial stress, emotional burden, no self-care, mm-hmm. cutting myself short at work and trying to accept. Because holidays, it doesn't matter what job you have, it always gets busier. Right. Because everybody's out. Everybody's doing stuff. Everybody's super, super active. Mm-hmm. And then the mom guilt of, well, we didn't make a gingerbread house. We mm. still haven't made. We still haven't made Christmas cookies. Yeah. I just put my tree up like <laughs> last week. I was holding out for the trees to go on half price. Is that horrible? I said to the girls the other day, I was like, "Do you mind waiting this long?" I know a lot of people put their trees up after Thanksgiving, but this is cooler because then we can keep ours up later. 
really, it's because trees are only $25 instead of 50 Yeah. <laughs> I have a tabletop tree. Mm-hmm. Put it on a really nice stand. It's a, it's fiber optic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was given to us last year. It's not a big tree at all. Yeah. And I haven't bought a new one. Yeah. Because it's either buy a new tree or get presents for stockings. Yeah. What do you want? You want it to look pretty or you want there to be stuff in the morning? Right. So, and, and I still did not put it up until last week because yeah. I could not find the time. Yeah. And when you do have the time, what you perceive as time. Yeah. The kids want to help. And if one of them's having a bad day, they are all having a bad day. Yeah. And then you're having a bad day. It doesn't even matter how your day went before then. Yeah. And so we waited till last week to set the tree up. Good for you. I think that's good. I don't. I, I just don't. And all my, you can see my counter is filled with baking stuff. And I'm the, t- I, I have a lot of, this is one thing that I have a lot of guilt about as a mom. I'm not the kind of mom who's patient when it comes to like decorating the tree or baking cookies or like, I can't, we can't have those like Crisco commercial moments where everybody's yep. laughing because the flour has been spilled. I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, where is the 20 minutes going to come from that I sweep them off this floor now? Right. You know, I, I get it. And then you're thinking, Salmonella, salmonella. <laughs> Everyone's going that, to die. Right. Don't put that in your mouth. No, don't do this. Don't mm-hmm. do it. You have to wash everybody and then everybody like constantly. No, don't pick your nose and then try to touch the cookies. Yeah, let's not touch every cookie in the basket deciding which one we want. Right. Don't don't lick them all. <laughs> like I don't care if there's chocolate on them. You don't lick everything. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, Mom, Scarlett had two cookies. Well, we might have two cookies. Like... I don't know why, but mine have not mastered the concept of halves yet. So, Mm -hmm. like, if one half is a tiny bit bigger than, like, a millimeter, they can do the measurements. They can do these (laughs) high-level scientific calculations to figure out whose is bigger, but they can't figure out that they both got about half a cookie. Right. You know? Yep. Don't ever give anybody anything mm. that's uneven and not completely fair. Yeah. There's World War Three and yeah. trying to figure out how to do all of that on top mm. of everything. Like we made uh, sugar cookies, but I won't even lie; they were the refrigerated yeah. ones from Aldi's, where yeah. you just peel them out of the cart and stick, them, stick on, them on, put them in the oven for nine minutes, yeah. and pull them out. I should have gotten. I have some cookie, some sugar cookie dough chilling in the fridge, and last night I got real stressed out thinking about. Letting my kids make sugar cookies tonight, so I ate some of the dough just because I was stressed out. <laughs> I do that with chocolate chip cookie dough all the time. Yeah. I'd, buy, I'd be like, we'll make cookies, and then I just there and start Eat eating it. And it. Yep. Less cookies to make, more <laughs> Everyone wins. for mom. Mom gets diabetes. We all win. <laughs> right, exactly. And and it's difficult because Lenara actually does have type 1 diabetes. Oh, does she? She does. Oh, wow. That's intense. So trying to balance. How do you work know. out? I mean, everybody's individual preferences for food even. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult because her uh, endocrinologist has her on a carb, a low-carb diet. Yeah. Trying to work that out with the school. Oh. And then the kids, because I won't make seven different meals for every high five to that. And that's why that's why I think I have a lot of guilt because they say I'm a mean mom, but it's because I'm not making two different dinners because two different kids want something different. Exactly, and working with four and one hour's diet, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, you eat what you have on your plate, or you go to bed hungry. Yeah, you have access to food. I don't feel sorry for you. (laughs) Exactly, like it's not like they're going without if they don't like something. Not liking it's, it and not being physically able to eat it are two different things. Exactly. 
So I do do that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what dinner is because this is what mommy had time to make. Mm-hmm. So you either eat it or you don't eat or it. Or you don't eat it. And there's always, I don't know, I'm sure you do, but there's always that one ballsy kid who's got just the nerve <laughs> of steel who will refuse dinner to no end and then five minutes later ask for a snack. snack. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to eat the snack in front of you now. Right. That's Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, she is my ballsy kid. If she doesn't like something, she won't eat it. And then you'll finally clean up the table after mm-hmm. sitting there for two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. She tell it like start getting them ready for bed and everything right after the teeth brushing. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm hungry now. Can I have a snack? <laughs> you can have the dinner you didn't eat. Right. It's like <laughs> you can have the dinner. And I'll Reese, I'll leave it out. I will leave it out all night for them because every time they ask for a snack, I want to be like, Here you go. Here you go. Here's the snack that you refused earlier. Cereal drives me crazy because I want to put it in a bag and just let it get mushy and then force them to eat it later. <laughs> They'll pour an entire – and they've started pouring their own bowls of cereal. Mm-hmm. So we're working on portion control. <laughs> they feel like it needs to be completely full. And we waste a lot of cereal and milk these days. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Doesn't like they, they don't know the difference mm-hmm. between – wasting and portion controls yeah. or we don't have the money for this oh, and yeah and so when you're working for what you already feel like is not enough and like we talked about if you're working a minimum wage mm-hmm. job a gallon of milk is a half an hour of work mm-hmm. maybe a little more because of taxes right so to watch your kids oh, waste out if like a piece of my soul goes in the garbage with every drop that goes in the garbage, I'm like, right, just buying milk and a box of cereals, an hour's worth of work, mm-hmm. and to see it get wasted yeah. or spilt all over the floor, yeah. or I don't like this. Can I have something different? It 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 does. It chips away at everything. Yep. Because it you because you can think back about that one horrible hour that you mm-hmm. spent at work and, and it's always like, the worst hour that you yeah. spent is the one that you had to work to get the thing that they're currently exactly. throwing exactly exactly and it's like ugh. the one day what did i do i got up and i i try i go through phases i don't know i go through like waves of times where i'm doing okay and so i'll get up on a sunday morning and make waffles and i made waffles from scratch and i made them apple cinnamon syrup to go with it from mm. scratch and like whipped cream was homemade with vanilla and trying to be such a good mom and they're like they took three bites and and they went out and they didn't even say anything to me they just went out and fed it to the chickens and i'm like i am i mommy needs five minutes because if i don't get five minutes i'm gonna say something i regret you know yeah and then it eats at you Mm -hmm. it eats at you and you're thinking like why didn't they like that i spent so much time and then you start thinking well, I could have done this with that time. Oh, that yes. with that time. Uh-huh. And and you get in that loop. You start, and then, your brain goes to these dark places where right. you're like, oh. And, <laughs> and then, then it'll be it. like the, you'll be contemplating all of this in your head. They'll come in and be like, I need something. The phone will ring and they'll be like, why are you in such a bad mood today? I thought you were going to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And, Oh, there are day, and I'll have my day off, and I'll be like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to edit episode three. I'm going to put that up. I'm going to get the bonus clips ready to go this week, and then I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to vacuum all the floors, and then maybe I'll sit down and have a little lunch. Never. I lay in my bed and play Candy Crush because I'm so freaking stressed out. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. There is a, 
the one day I had off and all the kids were everywhere they need to be. Husband was at work. I actually had the time at the house and I was like, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. I'm going to do the dishes, do the laundry, vacuum the floor, sit here and then finish the kids' dream catchers because I made them all dream catchers. Nice. For I Christmas. saw those. Those are cute. They're unicorns, right? Yep. Those are cute. They just took freaking hard. <laughs> Trying to do them when the kids went to bed, yeah. so staying up super late to wake up super early is yeah. a nightmare. But I was like, I was going to do all this stuff, start wrapping Christmas party. I laid on the couch, put on a TV show, and I took a nap. Yep. And, and you know, everybody's like, I thought you were going to do this. No. You thought wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know where you got that impression, because I certainly did not give that to you. <laughs> right. Like, no, I'm still in my pajamas, my robe. I don't care. It's mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I've been sleeping all day. I don't know what to tell you. But that's all you have left. You're so exhausted. That's the level of exhaustion. There literally is nothing left. And people think, how can it be exhausting to spend time with your own children? The children of mine that you know Mm -hmm. are not the children of mine when they're around just me. Yeah. And and a lot of that has to do with moms are safe places. Yep. And that's, I've been told so many times, and it's a good thing that they act worse around you, but not out in public, because they know that you love them no matter what. And I'm like, they're pushing the limit. (laughs) They should know that they're getting close to their covenant. And you, like, know in your head that it's a good thing that they feel so safe around you, but at the same time, you're like... You shouldn't feel quite so safe. Right. I can only take so much. (laughs) Maybe there should be a little bit of just healthy fear. (laughs) Right. You can only take so much. Mm -hmm. And then society doesn't understand that. Or even if another mom does understand that, they will never admit that to you. Oh, I know. There are so many that are like, and I talk to some women who are like, oh, we're great. Everything's great. We're making cookies. Everything's wonderful. And I'm like, I bet I can just picture what's actually going on because I know you. Mm -hmm. And I know that when Facebook is closed and the cameras are away, it's a whole different situation. So don't lie. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to do the podcast. Right. And that's a lot of the reasons why I don't take pictures and post them of my, my kids mm-hmm. or about what we're doing or anything. It's because in order to do that, I'd have to control or be able to control all these people, all the situation. And I don't have the time for it. And no. when I do... Actually, those rare five minutes where everybody seems to like be getting along and we're being productive and stuff. Don't think I'm gonna pull my phone out and take yeah. a picture. I'm I'm just gonna let it wash over me. That's it. Yeah. Like when the kids are sleeping, that is your one and only mm-hmm. opportunity to drop the employee mask, the mom mask, the for my case, the wife mask, yeah. and just be who you are. All those masks are so goddamn heavy, too. And they are. They're so heavy. And you carry them all with you all the time, and you got to just slap them on. Yep, and you, you know. have to do it without missing a beat. Because mm-hmm. if, if you try to just be you for even a moment, mm-hmm. not only the amount of backlash you're going to get, but it'll be like little pieces of the Jenga, like, crumbling. Yeah. Because... And people are like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. People can judge me and I don't care. And I'm like, you may not care, but don't tell me that there's not emotional energy that goes into not caring. Right. It's you say you don't care. You behind closed doors, I bet care a lot more than everything else. Even if you're going to like, it's a choice to not care. I get that. And I try really hard, but there is not enough bandwidth 90% of the time in order to to maintain that. Right. It's easier to just break down and cry. Yep. 
Yeah. And and it's easy to get caught in the cycle of feeling like a failure, no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because you sit there and be like, some days, you know, you really actually like your job. Mm-hmm. You like what you're doing. And some days you really like being home with the kids. But all the time is unrealistic. Yeah. Especially to expect that. And depending on what day you're in, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in that day, like, if you had a really good day with the kids and then you go to work the next day, it's easy to get caught up in, I wish I was home with them. I wish we could have more days like that. Or if you had a really good day at work and you come home and your kids are being brats because mm-hmm. kids can be brats. It's yeah. not mean to say that. Right. Uh, it's it's easy to get caught in the, well, you know, our, my job is really good. If I worked more hours and got more money. Yeah. And then you're you're constantly stuck in a catch twenty two, and like we've said this entire time, men just aren't expected to do the same things. They can come home from work, throw off their shoes, sit on the couch, turn on some TV. Well, and, and what's even more fascinating in an anthropological sense is the fact that women are expected to tolerate that shit. Yeah, you're expected to tolerate the fact that he's had a hard day at work. You should just why can't you stop nagging him? He shouldn't have to do the laundry. He shouldn't have to help you cook dinner. You should just have a moment because he's been working. Right. And you gave birth to the kids. Right. They're kids. Yeah. yeah it, it takes two to tango. Yeah. I did not. This is not um, asexual reproduction going on here. Right. If it was, we could make a lot of money. and then Yeah. That would be cool. To, right. Ooh, exactly. That would be awesome. Like um, me and a, a friend were looking at this whole sleep study thing where they like pay you to sleep for 30 days. or What? Sl- Ex- yeah, send I guess me that it, link. I need that. Right, link. that sounds like a gig I should be in right now. <laughs> right, that's the, that's what I was thinking. Is like I'm so exhausted. Mm-hmm. I could I could probably stay perfectly still for thirty days sleeping. Mm-hmm. And the people, I think, uh, I think she said they made like twenty five thousand dollars for sleeping well, for thirty days. I definitely we're gonna Google this here in a minute because I definitely need to find out about that situation. That sounds like right. Perfect I told job her I was like Google it because I don't even have the time to Google I that know. right now. So I know I have a list Google of things it. in my head that I need to look that up later and then I forget. Right, that <laughs> or you like literally just don't have the time. It's like I can either Google this while the noodles are and then once mm-hmm. the noodles start boiling. And you go to click search, it's they're overboiling yeah. now, and then there's a huge mess. And there's always I I say it, I explain it to people like I'm putting out a fire right here, but behind me, my children are starting two more fires over here, mm-hmm. and once I put those two out, they're gonna have started three over there, and that's all it is. It's just me running around putting out fires that don't even need to be started in the first place. Exactly. That's my life. And then you add not only the fires, children are starting. Mm-hmm. The fires from the judgment, the mm-hmm. fires from the other moms, mm-hmm. the fires from the guilt, the fires yeah. from your boss, your job, uh, your bills. And oh. there's just, you're standing in a forest that's completely caught on fire, yep. trying to maintain a bubble and put out all Trying the to look pretty. Don't forget to look pretty. Right. Smile. Why aren't you smiling? Instagram that. <laughs> Instagram that shit. Yeah. Right. You cut, edit out all the fires. Yep. You know, it has to be perfect. And oh my gosh, is your, is your eyeliner smeared just a little bit? Uh-oh. What kind of a person what are you? What is wrong with you? You slob. <laughs> exactly. And it's... I've taken this whole week off just because I had... Wait, when I started at my job, I started close to Christmas. And so the time that I have to use up this year has to be used up by January 1st. So I ended up taking this week off and I, I, 
I miss working, but at the same time, I feel very strange. It's a very, I feel like I don't know what day it is and I haven't put on makeup all week and I feel like I feel wrong going to the store. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I sh- I'm doing something a little bit naughty going into Walmart without my makeup done, you know? Right. It's insane. Yeah, I I have a week of vacation that I have to use up, and I haven't picked uh, a week yet because I've been debating whether I want it want to use it while the kids are in school. I would. <laughs> or use it to actually do something fun with the kids. I had the opportunity. I could have taken it this past week or this week coming up, and I'm like, they're going to be in school this week, so I'm going to take it, and I'm glad I did. Even though I do feel fuzzy, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, and I don't really know whether I'm coming mm-hmm. or going, but it's almost kind of nice, mm-hmm. because I know it's going to end, too. Yeah. I couldn't, and I was home with the girls for three years, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't, it, it drove me more out of my mind than working, but, man, it is kind of nice to just be like, is it Tuesday? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I might actually use it up while they're in school, just because I need that me time to go into work yeah. and not to... Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself everything. to get a lot done, though. I <laughs> did in the beginning, and then by Tuesday, I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit if it's vacuumed. I'm enjoying Joe Kenda right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I got super entitled there for a little bit. <laughs> I don't blame you because we all need time like that. But mm-hmm. some people aren't lucky enough to get vacation days. Oh, I know. I and remember not having Yeah, I, I do too. And I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And then that just starts a whole new train of guilt oh, of yeah. people who are less fortunate than mm-hmm. what, or if you're not grateful for something. I hate the gratefulness that, rhetoric. I oh. really get Because it comes from a good place, I think. But the whole, you would be less depressed if you... We're more grateful, and it, that's that's not helpful, right? Because it's not that you're not grateful, right? And it's it's not like you're trying to be depressed, right? It's not, and I think we've seen like a lot of women be medicated for depression, mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of that has to do with how society is treating us. Yeah, our environment is a cause of our depression so many times, and it's so hard. I mean, I'm on antidepressants, um, and it's hard because I think to myself if if I could just have this one little element of my life that doesn't need to be wrong, but because of someone's ego or because Mm -hmm. of someone else's decision not to participate because it's wrong because of that, you know, I wouldn't need this. Mm -hmm. I just need the world to be a little bit more gentle, you know? And I think that's a lot of what, like you see the ads all the time Mm -hmm. for the, uh, penny a day, nickel a day, dime a day to make somebody else's life better. But Harper now wants to donate to every dog (laughs) and every child that she sees on those commercials. And I'm like, girl, you are one step away from there. Do not get hottie because. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's the thing is the world would be a little bit better if everybody just wasn't so stuck up their own asses. Mm Yeah. And and there wasn't such a competition that we could just take a second to compliment each other or actually help each other. Like Every parent has to negotiate the conflicts between work and home, between selflessness and selfishness, or self-care and caretaking for others. But women have an added level of scrutiny. We have been trained to compete against one another as we also compete with men. 
for a scarcity of resources, many of which are intangible, but all corresponding to a set of needs, which can often feel almost impossible to communicate. And I am of the opinion that until we stop throwing stones and start fixing one another's crowns, we're going to stay in competition and the battle is a losing one. If you liked what you heard today, share it with a friend and come back next week for a new episode. The music for this podcast was written and produced by my father, Bob Gross, on his goddamn electric ukulele. I'm Stacy Gross, and this has been Two Moms Day Drinking. See you next week.